0: Friendshiping is proud to partner with Multitude for some sweet ads. This episode is sponsored by Shaker and Spoon. It's a subscription cocktail service that helps you learn how to make handcrafted cocktails right at home. Every box comes with enough ingredients to make three different cocktail recipes developed by world-class mixologists. All you need to do is buy one bottle of that month's spirit and you have all you need to make 12 drinks at home. Just 40 to $50 a month, plus the cost of the bottle, this is a super cost-effective way to enjoy craft cocktails. And you can skip or cancel boxes at any time. Get 20% off your first box at shakerandspoon.com slash friendshipping. Cheers! <laughs> that was so cute!
1: I'm Jen. And I'm Trin. This, this is Friendshipping! Shipping. And the theme this week is... Uh, not good coping
0: mechanisms among friends. Ooh, Just...
1: Friendship between humans has many benefits, but sometimes there is drama and you want to call it quits. Don't write nasty subtweets or punch them in the tits. View friendship at the problem.
0: Trin, this is a toughy question.
1: Jen, I really hope we can help this asker because it is really hard to talk people out of the weird things that they do that comfort them for (laughs) some reason. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's such a good way of putting it. (laughs) Such a generous way of putting it because this question involves someone who's kind of being a jerk. Oh, definitely. I agree with that for sure.
1: Like he's not like this is this is this is a problem.
0: Yeah, this is. And uh, I would describe Trin and I, I think we're a bit stumped. We've got some ideas, we've got some things we can tinker with here, but there's definitely no clear answer to this one. So I
1: hope your uh, appetites are whetted. For drama. (laughs) Jen, like, so I know that I've I've complained back in Chicago about when the air is like chunky beef stew, Uh, and it is... (laughs) It is definitely like that here all the time. And so, you know, and in, in it's June right now. It's not really yeah. summer yet. So this is not nearly as bad as it's going to be. I actually, for the first time, I looked up monthly averages for te- Texas temperatures. And I think that I, the only reason I hadn't looked it up so far was I didn't really want to know, you know? Yeah, there's some things you don't Google. and And I discovered that literally half the year, I'm gonna want to stay inside and like I don't know, man, maybe maybe I will adjust. I'm open to it. I would like to adjust. it's just hot wet it is just hot wet over here. hot wet like someone's mouth. I want to send
0: you like a cooling mat or something or like an ice vest that you can wear.
1: so thank you, Jen because so here's the th- the thing with the outdoors at night. so tonight uh, it's not going to go under 80 until one in the morning. So Oh, my God.
0: Trin, if it's any consolation, Chicago has not been much better. It's been August, late August weather here in the city, and it's it's a lot. Like when you walk out and feel like you're inside the nostril of a giant because it's just so hot. Oh, yeah. it's rough. Chunky beef stew. Yeah. Clam chowder weather. That's what this is.
1: Every time um the weather would be super unpleasant in Chicago, whether it be hot and wet or cold and wet, I just start shouting swamp state. We live in a swamp state. <laughs> yes, we do. Illinois is a swamp state. It is. It is. Um, but you know what? Um, I will find a way to gather myself, persevere, and move forward. Uh, just like <laughs> this asker yes, yes, has been attempting transition. to do with his friend of 15 years. Oh, man, the, the tenacity that this man has is just beyond me. Um, do I read this week? Yes, you do. You are up. Hi Jen and Trin, I am a gay disabled man and I've been in a friendship that I've had about 15 years now. Over the years, I've told myself multiple times that it's okay to grow out of friendships. It's a healthy thing, yes. But for some reason, I keep falling back into this one with my friend Chudney. I've taken breaks and returned, and things are better for a little bit, but then things soon regress. We game together, and the past few years I've been doing a lot of studying. And I know that our conflict comes from the way our lives are diverging educationally. His M.O. since I started seeking graduate education has been to really strongly engage with left-leaning debate bro sphere on YouTube and Twitch. He argues with everyone in our circle about every little thing. This bothers me, especially when it's in regard to the claims that I make on topics where I'm close to an expert and he is a layperson. I feel that I'm at an impasse here. I enjoy the time we spend together when he's not being the literal white guy debate meme, which I will read later so that you guys know what he's talking about. But I have repeatedly attempted to set boundaries about what he can and cannot debate. And he takes personal offense because he perceives friendship in a transactional way, where if I talk about your thing I don't care to talk about, then I get to pick some stuff that I want to talk about that you don't want to talk about. Ridiculous. I have tried to set boundaries and kindly tell him that he is alienating all of his friends, including me. But he is steadfast in the idea that he's in the right because he's thinking about this important stuff and we're not, quote. Any tips on setting boundaries or making it clearer how damaging this is? I'd prefer not to flush this friendship because it's been 15 years. And before he began this stint as an insufferable, bad-faith contrarian, he was a fun person to spend time with. Pronouns he him. Oh my god. Gosh. Let's have a quick look at the, at the meme that our asker sent us to elaborate on a, the description of his friend Shudney. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, so it's a stock image, standard white guy, and he's saying, Hi, I'm a white dude who likes to play devil's advocate because mm-hmm. other people's struggles are theoretical to me. It's fine to debate their right to equality. While we're here, I would like to center my voice and perspectives about a cause that means nothing to me. I'm here to take up all the oxygen in the room and exhaust people who are trying to fight against injustice so that we can maintain the status quo, which serves me. And then
1: let's engage. <laughs> <laughs> That's so much. And, and actually, Jen, I actually read the meme before we got here. But when you read it out loud, it just made things all the more clear to me how massively annoying this Chudney is.
0: God, yeah, chudney, good name, Trin. For some reason, this friend is getting good or at least not bad feelings from this level of debate. I don't even know if I would call it debate, really. It sounds like shit stirring. it sounds like bullying. it sounds it's it's too much.
1: yeah, and I think that it is important to acknowledge that it sounds like your friend found a very inconvenient and unpleasant coping mechanism because there is something really comforting about the defense of, well, I'm thinking about this and you're not because it makes you feel like when you're debating and generally being unsufferable, that you're actually doing something productive. But that's not true. It's again, it's a coping mechanism. And it's a very difficult place to start from because it's so unlikely that you'll get through to him because this is the way he's comforting himself in uncertain times. So when you tell him that he's wrong, he's like, don't take away my binky. I need my binky. You know? (laughs)
0: Oh, my God. Yeah. It's his job to, to be the teacher here. Oh, yeah. It reminds me of when I was like of me when I was like 16 and discovered or was was learning about feminism. And I I just kind of decided it is now my job to educate all you uncultured morons about feminism. Um, So feminism through the eyes of a 16 year old white white girl in the Midwest is obviously nothing wrong with that at all.
1: But it's also like he, this guy, um, according to the meme and according to the question, Chudney isn't. I know he's engaging with left leaning YouTube, but I don't think he's arguing on the on behalf of marginalized groups. I think he's just like he just likes to say everyone else is wrong, and therefore I am not part of the problem. <laughs>
0: you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, whatever he's doing, he's making everyone upset
1: and on the defensive. yeah, there are lots of great ways to start a terrible fight here, like if you <laughs> if you want to start a terrible fight ask him what else he's been doing now that he's aware of the problem. That'll be really fun. See what he says. I'm just so curious. I'm curious to know how constructive he thinks watching YouTube is. Yes.
0: Like other than YouTube and this conversation, what have you been doing about it? Like that would be, oh, that would be fun. If you do that, please report back.
1: Yeah. Like as long as I'm correct, I'm not a part of the problem and I don't have to do any other work and consider any other perspective is what it kind of sounds like. I would have suggested to take some breaks from him, but that sounds like something you're already doing, which is great. Um, good, good, good work. I mean, if you truly don't want
0: to use, use the word flush, which is funny, that's, that's telling to me that use the word flush this friendship like a turd. I feel like you're going to have to go on a small doses only kind of friendship or only text messaging or only email or something. But man, like this person's behavior is dictating all of your hangouts and how often you see one another. And I don't know if I would describe this person as a particularly good friend. And, you know, I don't know if it matters, but I am curious what sparked this change in this friend, because you said for a while, 15 years, they're pretty pretty good and enjoyed each other's company. It sounds like it might have been you joining grad school. You kind of mentioned that, which is troubling oh. that, 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 of, that that sparked some, some anger and jealousy or something in this friend. That's a bummer. This question is recent, so it can't be tied. I mean, it could be, but I don't think it is tied to the U.S. election. I know um, around that time of year, sparks were flying in friend groups um, around the world. <laughs> like things, things were rough. Even people that that were voting uh, for the same person didn't really get along. It was not an it was it was not an easy time to have easy conversations. But that doesn't seem to be the case here. It seems like something internal in this friend group that caused this change in behavior.
1: And I also feel like. So Jen, I'm really glad you brought up like yourself as a kid and, you know, feeling very stubborn about like, I have this correct. I don't need to consider intersectionality. Like this is, this is, I know everything right now. I totally, I I feel that because I think one of the most effective ways to combat that sort of thinking is giving somebody a big dose of reality, but it also doesn't feel like Chudney is open to reality. I would want to tell him hey, Chud, we've all been thinking about this stuff. You're not special, (laughs) you know, but I don't think that would actually help because he needs to actually internalize this. He needs to consider what he accomplishes with weird accusations. Like it is weird to say to someone, you're just not thinking about it, especially if you're talking to like, for example, a gay disabled man about being gay or disabled in this world. Like it's very, it's a very weird place to come from. And man, like, I feel like that that's what's going to cure it. That's what's going to solve it is his getting a lot of reality. But I don't think that that's your job.
0: I was thinking of like, what could you possibly say to maybe pull this person out of debate mode? And I don't know if it's possible, but you can focus on feelings because feelings aren't up for debate. I'm sure your friend will take on that challenge and try to debate them. You could say, hey, when you say this, it really makes me feel this when you do this, it makes me feel extremely talked down to and it, it really bums me out. I wish you wouldn't do that. You know what? When you use that tone of voice or when you suggest that I've never thought about this, it really makes me feel hurt. I don't know how this will go. I mean, those are all reasonable things to say, but they're only reasonable if you're in the mood to be a reasonable person.
1: Yeah. Jen, I oh man, I'm now remembering the point you made earlier that I really wanted to expound upon, but I forgot, which was it seems like this YouTube friend started becoming YouTube friend around the time that the asker started grad school. And like I that's very real. I think it's very real to f- want to feel like you're keeping up. I don't think that watching YouTube videos accomplishes the same thing as going to grad school, even though I also, you know, I have a lot of skepticism of, you know, academic institutions and I definitely think that you can educate yourself outside the walls of a university, like 100%. But it seems like he's starting this weird arms war of facts, quote unquote facts. And he's getting them from just the most suspicious of places. You know, you're not better than other people because you watch actual YouTube. Like you're just not. Just like you're not better than people if you have a, a, you know, master's or whatever. A hundred percent. That's a really good point, though. Like let's consider. So I hate I hate being like, hey, Asker, have you considered that this is all your fault? But hey asker, um have you considered how you speak to your friend having done your grad school work? Do you put him in a position where he might feel really defensive about his level of education or his grasp on issues? I'm not saying that you need to stop talking about the issues. I think that in fact our friend groups could probably benefit from us discussing the world at large together. But if we're not doing it in a way that is constructive and healthy, then it's It's destructive and unhealthy.
0: Yeah, just take a little time and consider the differences in your level of education and and see if that if that's really grading this person, which is not fair to you. I want to be clear, um, but it's it's worth considering, I think, because maybe they always secretly super wanted to get a Ph.D., but they can't afford it. You know, maybe they can't afford to live on that level of income or they can't afford to take out even more student loans or, or something like that. For whatever reason, it sounds like this grad school thing is under their skin, and it's making them behave really poorly.
1: I don't want the asker to feel like, oh, this is all your fault for going to school. You should quit. <laughs> like, that's absolutely not what we're saying. You should saying. quit. Yeah, quit your school. <laughs> just, just give up because your 15-year uh, friendship is suffering. No, that's ridiculous. Um, I, I'm, really, I'm really happy for you. I'm glad that you are doing these things. And, you know, I, this, I'm going to say something real heavy, Jen. Oh, So this is part of how privilege works. Part of how privilege works is we internalize as privileged people that we should be doing better than people who are not so privileged. So it might not even be the way that the asker is talking to his friend, but the mere fact that the asker is a gay disabled man who is quote unquote doing better or going farther than his terrible friend Chudney. It sucks, but it's part of of how we absorb that disgusting patriarchal soup we're swimming in.
0: Wow, Trin, holy shit. I, I think you might be onto something here. Like, there's got to be a reason your friend has suddenly turned into Satan's advocate. Because Satan needs an advocate, you know? Yeah, why do you want to be an advocate for Satan? Of all people. Ugh. Of all people. Of all the charming devils. Right? So... I mean, man, this is rough, right? It is so not your responsibility to change this friend or change what you're doing. But um, you did say that, you know, you invested 15 years on this friendship. So so what now, Trin, what the hell do we do now?
1: So Jen, I, I feel like it comes back to the things that we tell everyone. And one of those things is It's good to act like a reasonable person and treat somebody as though they are being reasonable, even when they're not being reasonable. Because
0: that's that's the expectation level, right? Your friends should treat you well and, and be reasonable for the most part for about most things.
1: Absolutely. And so when we go back to things like when you say this, I feel this. When we go back to those things, that's us treating Chudney like a reasonable person. When we say things like, you know what, this conversation is over. I don't think either of us are getting anything out of this. That is treating Chudney like a reasonable person who will internalize that information. And when Chudney retorts something ridiculous, such as, well, at least I'm thinking about it, please, you can remind him that you are a gay, disabled human being living in this world, existing in this this stratum of privilege, and you know quite a bit. One, from your own experience, two, from going to grad school, and three, from being a caring person. I feel like that is so reasonable to say to somebody, to say, I already exist as a, as a marginalized human being. I don't need you to take me to school about it.
0: You can also say, you know, being snarky to your friends doesn't solve any of the problems we're talking about here.
1: This reminds me a little bit of how I feel talking to my elder relatives about climate change. So I get very feisty with my elder relatives about climate change because I've been worried about this since I was a kid. (laughs) I've been worried about this since I remember being, you know, seven years old and getting this printout little pamphlet about climate change, about acid rain when I was a kid and talking to my parents about it and them like literally laughing at me. And that's so different. okay? maybe you have been saying to Chudney, your fears are ridiculous, lol. I don't think that's actually what's what's happening, but it seems like Chudney thinks that other people believe that he's super, super unreasonable. And there could be a core of reality in his views, such as like, I am very angry about climate change and I'm still angry about older people who refuse to give a shit about this. And I think that that is, that is okay. And I'll sometimes be snarky about it because I'm mad, but here's the thing. Who's Chudney mad at? According to the meme that you sent us and according to the description of everything, it feels to me that the situation is Chudney is saying, LOL, world unfair, and I'm aware of it. Therefore, I don't need to do anything else. That's not reality, though. There's no nugget of truth in that. He's not actually directly experiencing any negative effects from this. And he should be ceding the floor to you.
0: It sounds like there's someone in Chud's life Um, Maybe from his childhood, maybe a parent right now who is telling him, you're wrong, you're wrong, um, laughing about acid rain, that, that kind of thing. Maybe that's a parent from childhood, like you just mentioned, coming back and haunting him and that's making him behave this way. Um, This isn't excusing his behavior. You know, he's an adult. He needs to be responsible for how he treats people, especially his friends. But at the same time, I I do kind of worry that it will be actual years before this friend makes any kind of change in behavior or gets this anger out of out of his system.
1: Again, it feels like a comfort thing. It feels like I'm aware of the problem. (laughs) My buddy Billy was telling me the other week that every time they take a flight, what they'll do is touch the outside of the plane. And, and, they, and they told me, and it's like, it's as though I am communing with the plane. And I'm telling the plane, let's not crash today. <laughs> and and I, I 100%, I am cool with that. Like, do whatever you got to do to chill out on a flight. But Chudney's doing this, except for the planet. Chudney's putting his hand on the ground. And he's saying, okay, I'm aware of the problem. Uh, stop. Stop, planet, stop doing this thing, you know? And it's so much less reasonable because he, I think, at his core, genuinely believes that his communing with the planet and his awareness does something. And I, I'm not saying that people should not be aware, should not talk about these things. Again, I think it's really important that friend groups do. But if he's alienating people, it sounds like he's talking down to their marginalized experience. And I really don't know how to deal with that person in your life. If you didn't tell me you were friends for 15 years, I would have said it's time to bounce and then let Chudney come back when Chudney has had a dear a sincere inner realization.
0: It is rough that this person discovered Twitch and YouTube and it changed their personality. That's a rough thing to handle in a friendship. Like, is that is that a fair summation, trend? I don't know if I don't know if it is. It's kind of kind of reducing that this whole thing to one sentence but it does alarm me that instead that they're getting all their information from the internet and then having a hard time relating to people in real life. The internet is full of bad things, okay? Um our podcast is maybe the only exception. It's the only 100% <laughs> it's the only
1: good, it's the good thing only thing on, it's good thing on the online. internet. <laughs> oh, I mean that freaks me out. But Jen, like your the core of your point is so fucking valid. I mean, let's talk about YouTube algorithms. Let's talk about the fact that YouTube is this consistently, constantly churning place that just chugs out misinformation and people believe it because somebody is saying it into a camera and maybe they have a little money and they're putting flashy graphics next to their face. You know, it's hard because, again, we are making some leaps. We are making some assumptions about what Chudney believes based on the content of the question and the meme. And what we think right now is that Chudney is talking down to marginalized groups about themselves. And that is an incredibly difficult thing to talk somebody out of when they think that they are correct. In fact, I would say that if you want to cause fucking conflict with somebody, tell them that they're wrong. (laughs) Like, that's just, that's that, tell them they're wrong about their view of the world and have fun. You're going to have a great long fight about that. Again, I would bounce I, I would just, I, would, I know. Yeah. Like, can you actually say,
0: can you have a, a reasonable conversation where after you say the words, this is damaging to our friendship. The way you behave and the way you talk to me is damaging our friendship. I wish we had answers. I just keep coming back to the line where the asker called this person an insufferable bad faith contrarian. That feels like truth flowing to me right there. That's right. a hell of a thing. That's a hell of a thing to say about a friend.
1: Maybe, Jen. Maybe. Just maybe. Maybe this is another place where we start with questions. Maybe the asker, and again, ask her if you've already done this, then, you know, you've done your homework, but maybe this is an opportunity for the asker to say, what do you get out of this YouTube situation? And why, why do you trust these YouTube talking heads over people who have actually lived these experiences? I think that there are questions that can be asked. I don't think you're going to get any good and reasonable answers from it. But asking him, what do you think that you are accomplishing by absorbing these people's opinions? Do you, have you been doing other research? Have you looked at any other sources to confirm that this is, this is reality? Or are you taking this information that this talking head dude is giving you and ignoring all the people around you who are experiencing the world as marginalized people? that does does that not seem weird to you chutney (laughs) like
0: i don't know oh my god yeah it would be so hard to do that but um if you feel like you can do it that's like level 400 i I, you you should get some type of award if you if you do that to your friend because that's a lot of work it's difficult and pain it's difficult and painful to confront friends about things about things like this can you ask your friend like do you realize you're being really aggressive right now you know, none of us are, you're bringing us all into a conversation that we didn't opt into. Like this is, man, that is hard. You know, I bet you'll have the backing of the rest of your friend group because you, you mentioned that you're, they're alienating everybody. Yes. Um, so you will have support on your side, but who knows if that makes this actually easier to execute.
1: In conclusion, asker, you've done a lot of the work that we would have told you to do, which is take a little break, give them some space, um, be honest about your feelings, talk to the other friends in your friend group, which you clearly have because they are all feeling alienated. I think that the next steps are severe steps, the severe step of saying, hey, what do you think you're accomplishing? What is this reality that's going on in here? Asking questions, going back to the I'm going to act as though you are reasonable situation of when you make claims that start from a place of I'm ignorant, I can't really engage in that conversation. Those are really hard things to say, and those are really hard questions to ask. But if you're trying to preserve a 15 year friendship, you might have to be the catalyst. You might have to be that person who steps in and gives that dose of reality. And we don't want you to feel obligated to do this. Uh, we want you to do this if this is within your scope of energy and reach. But uh, at the end of the day, I wouldn't do that work. <laughs> I would just be like, I'm done.
0: Yeah. My in conclusion, Trin, is my- realistically, I would probably be like, nah. Like if this person invited me to a hangout where I know they were they were going to get into this debate person mode, I'd probably be like, nope, nah, not doing it.
1: He's not acting like a good friend. He's acting like an envious know-it-all who thinks that he should know more than you do. And I don't think he's in a position where he can change that right now. But man, I would love an update. Um, this is depressing. Yeah. Has this been friendshiping? Yeah, this has been a depressing episode of Friendshipping. Gosh, dang it. This has been Friendshipping with Jen and Trin. If you'd like to send us a question, please do. We would love to hear from you. Go to friendshippingpodcast.com and go to the uh, little dingus in the corner that says get in touch and send us a question. Or you could email us, FriendshippingPodcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter at #Friendship, And you could also follow us on Twitch there, though we don't really stream that much. Thank you, Ian Parman, for editing. Thank you, Lauren Gallagher, for your design work. Thank you, Molly Lewis, for singing our theme song. Thank you, Monica Verma, our agent. And thank you all for listening. You're welcome for talking. You friendship at the problem. Okay, actually, actually, I feel like we should wait one second while this loud yeah. motorcycle passes me by. <laughs>